Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me on The Daily Dose. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Daily Dose. Today is Monday, December 6th, and our episode is entitled The Heaven of Heavens. Let us pray. Heavenly Father God, we want to thank you for sparing our lives and bringing us back another day so we can study your word. We pray, Father, that you will send your Holy Spirit to give us understanding, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Deuteronomy makes it so clear that the law and the covenant were central not only to Israel's relationship to God, but also the nation's purpose as the chosen people. Let us read Deuteronomy chapter 10, 12 to 15, where much of this idea of law and Israel's chosen status is stressed. What, however, does the Bible mean by the phrase, heaven of heavens? What point is Moses making with that phrase? And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statues of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. Behold, to the Lord your God, behold heaven and the heaven of heavens, the earth with all that is in it. Yet the Lord set his heart in love on your fathers and chose their offspring after them, you above all peoples as you are this day. What heaven of heavens mean isn't absolutely clear, at least in this immediate context. But Moses is pointing to the majesty, power, and grandeur of God. That is, not only heaven itself, but also the heaven of the heavens belongs to him. Most likely an idiomatic expression that points to God's complete sovereignty over all creation. Let us read the following verses, all based on the phrase that appears first in Deuteronomy. In each case, what point is being made and how do we see the influence of Deuteronomy there? 1 Kings chapter 8 verses 27. But will God really dwell on earth? The heavens, even the highest heaven, cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built? Nehemiah chapter 9 verses 6. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. Psalms 148 verse 4. Praise Him, you highest heavens, and you waters above the sky. Especially clear in Nehemiah 9 is the theme of God as Creator and the one who alone should be worshipped. He made everything, even the heaven of heavens, with all their hosts. In fact, Nehemiah 9.3 says that he read from the book of the law, most likely, as is the time of Josiah, the book of Deuteronomy, which explains why a few verses later 
the Levites, amid their praise and worship of God, used phrase heaven of heavens, which came directly from Deuteronomy. God is the creator not only of earth, but also of the heaven of heavens. And then to think that this same God went to the cross. Why is worship such an appropriate response to what God has done for us? My personal response would be, there is none other that has laid their life down for me. And I hope you feel the same way. Father God, I give you the praise, the worship, and the glory for laying your life down for me. Father God, there is none other. So Father, you and you alone is worthy to be praised. Thank you for all that you have done and continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Join me tomorrow for the next episode entitled Deuteronomy in Jerusalem.